Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, before we get started, make sure that you go to secretsfromthesaddlepodcast.ca and sign up for our newsletter. It's not really a newsletter, but it's an email notification that will let you know every time an episode is released. So that's weekly, but if you go to Secrets from the Saddle Podcast.ca, you will get an email notification so you don't have to always be checking the platforms. So make sure you do that and have an amazing day. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And we have Ben Parker sitting in a minute. Where are we? We are Minnesota. Yep. Is Bloomington, Minnesota? Is that where you are? Yep. Not far Perfect. from the Mall of America. Oh, the Mall of America. I've never heard of that. All right. We'll have to talk about that later. Okay. Um, so I have I'm gonna introduce Ben out and we're going to be talking now. This is a really special podcast. So if you can be watching this on our YouTube channel, I highly recommend because we are going to be talking about Velomobiles. And you might be saying, like, what is a Velomobile? Well, that's why you need to get on YouTube so that you can see his Velomobile. So Ben is a trumpet player by trade. Ben got started into the world of he's he got started into the world of looking for recumbent bikes as a way of a more comfortable uh, cycling platform. So everybody's kind of. familiar with a recumbent bite i'm sure everybody's seen this the trikes the three wheels um living in minnesota where the winter can be long and cold and brutal velomobiles lured ben to the prospect of having a shell over a recumbent bike Okay, the incredible efficiency and pure driving pleasure led Ben to abandoning all prospects of riding any other form of bike or driving a car for that matter. So he then became a Velomobile ambassador. Um, and if you go back to, I, sh- I should have uh, checked out my um, podcast where I had Jan, the founder of Velomobiles from Romania, I interviewed him. Uh, so he started a an ambassador program in the States and Ben has jumped on board. He's opened up his uh, a shop and I'm super, so it's called Northland Velo in Bloomington, Minnesota. And I'm super excited, Ben, to have you here with us and sitting in front of your Velomobile. One of them anyway, yes. Yeah, it was just like, well, I was just saying, they're a little bit bigger than bikes, but yeah, but Ben says he's got three of them. So they could probably take up the space of like one SUV, I would say. Yeah, maybe. Maybe an SUV and a half. I don't know. I don't own an SUV. So I just have them drive by when I'm riding. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. And we're just going to apologize a little bit for the audio because I asked Ben to go outside and sit in front of his Velomobile. So we're going to be talking to him outside uh, for a little bit, and then we're going to come inside. So Ben, how did you, how did you get into cycling? And then what led you to start looking at a recumbent bike? Yeah, I moved to Minneapolis for grad school and discovered that there's this massive network of really nice trails here. And I thought, oh, hey, this will be fun. I'll go riding. And I had an an old mountain bike that I'd had since middle school. And it worked kind of, but it wasn't that pleasant to ride. And I have some back issues. So for me, an upright bike is, is not not something I can ride very far before it starts to hurt pretty bad. 
Right. And somewhere I ran across, I don't know, I was looking at Craigslist for bikes or something, and I ran across for companies. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Why did I not know this exists? And so I got into riding recumbents. I started doing uh, yearly tours in the summer in Europe on their great uh, long-distance trail networks. And I was like, man, this is amazing. I love cycling. It's a great way to get exercise. But I live in Minnesota. <laughs> and some winters, like last winter, we have snow for literally six months, half the year. Oh, wow. That's a little bit more than us. Like, we had it, snow, yeah, but like... It was a particularly bad winter last winter. Yeah. So, some winters you can be out cycling in February and other years it's like April before it's cycling season. Uh -huh. And so in the winter I was just not doing that much cycling and I tried doing indoor riding on a trainer and stuff, but it's not the same. And so I was like, you know, I want a way where I can cycle in the winter and and get out and get some sunshine and some fresh air. And I knew Velomobiles existed, but I'd never really thought about the, the weather aspect of it. And until I started talking more to some Velomobile owners, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Oh. I saw the price tag and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can justify this. So I thought, hey, I like to build stuff, right? I'm going to build a Velomobile. How hard can it be? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> really hard. I bet you it didn't look like that one. <laughs> Uh, actually, it's a very nice looking Velomobile. If it wasn't buried behind some bikes, I'd pull it out. It's, oh, is that uh, the one that's not working? Yeah, that's the one that's not working. There's <laughs> problems with the steering, uh, which is kind of a critical component. Yeah, it's, I would it's bet. It's made out of cedar strips, and then it's layer of fiberglass inside and out, and there's some carbon fiber parts. Mm. It's a beautiful looking Velomobile, but it's a terrible driving experience. <laughs> And so I thought, you know, I really like the idea of a Velomobile, but maybe I'm going to have to invest something in this. And so I bought a used uh, Quest XS, and that was like a whole other level of driving enjoyment compared to the one that I built. It was 30 pounds lighter. It was much more aerodynamic. The finish quality on the inside was so much better than what I built. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no and vibration, was, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> when when you, it's kind of like it's kind of like eating a really good cookie you can't eat just one bite you want to eat more and so i'm like well you know this is so nice and so fast but it's kind of heavy going uphill what if i upgraded to a little bit lighter and stiffer model and the velomobile ambassador program came along and i'm like this is perfect i can when did that when did that happen last october yeah that was like about a year it's not very old yep, yeah yep not that long ago and uh, they were offering the book as part of that program and i'm like "Ooh, this is nice <laughs> Ooh. it's it's about eight pounds lighter it's substantially more aerodynamic and just the the development in in the 10 years since my quest xs was built and since my book was built is massive the aerodynamics are so much more streamlined the yeah. quality is so much higher. The stiffness is so much better. It climbs hills like a mountain goat. It, my quest in the winter would get significantly slower, and the bulk is like, oh, is it winter? I don't care. So Okay, so let's talk about, first, let's talk about winter. Okay, no, let's go back to steering okay. inside one of these. Yep. Because you're in a seated position. <laughs> you're pedaling. Yep. And so even without the Velomobile, for recumbents, it's more of a leaning process, isn't it? Yeah. Like if you're turning. It's, so it's essentially it's just a recumbent trike. Yeah. The trike is built into the carbon fiber mm -hmm. shell. So it we have uh between the front wheels on either side, there's what's called a bridge. And I can I can pop the hood here in a moment. Oh, okay. So it's two wheels in front and one in the back. Correct. Yep. Okay, you're right. Okay, because the recumbents the come in a variety wheel. of different yeah, the rear wheel is the driven wheel, and then the front wheel steer. So it's it's it is essentially a recumbent trike with the yeah. tadpole design with the two wheels in front and one in the back. Yep. Right. Okay. So then it's a leaning process, and the whole machine goes with you. No like leaning. No leaning. No. No like... leaning. Okay. So how do you make it turn? You turn the wheels. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> just like just like a recumbent trike. There are Ooh. there are a few kind of experimental leaning trikes, but that's not really made it to velomobiles. I know there's a guy that's working on a, a velomobile that that's a trike that leans. But well, I wasn't thinking. I was just think. I was thinking. I think I was thinking more of the one with the one uh, wheel track. in front. Yeah. 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 Those are we have those in velomobiles too. They're called streamliners. <laughs> oh. Uh, I personally am not brave enough to ride one because while theoretically you can ride them on the road, and some guys claim it's fine in the wind, I'm not quite that brave. Oh. But I don't they're know. Fast. They're really fast. They're even faster than this one. And this oh, one's really? pretty fast. Wow. Okay. So it turns in the front. Now now you got the shell on yep. top. How does it work in the winter? Because as like when I think about riding here in the winter, and I'm not far from you being in Montreal, yep. I've like we're pretty much on the same stream. Mm -hmm. um weather stream um it, like everybody goes into like bigger tires do you change yeah. your tires yeah, okay so do you put like wider or studded or i have a you know how some women collect shoes yeah I collect tires you collect tires <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all, we all have our vice in life. <laughs> they're probably not as cheap. Well, they're probably more expensive than some shoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think well, I guess I guess it depends on where you're buying shoes. If you're yeah, buying it's like, yeah, it's the green, same deal. Yeah, it costs more. <laughs> okay, so you put on you put on wider tires. Yeah, I have uh, three sets of front tires that I work with, depending on the weather. I have a set of, of 28 millimeter uh, Schwalbe ones. Yeah. That maintain their speed pretty good in winter. My normal tires are 32 millimeter contact urbans. Oh. But in the colder weather below 50 Fahrenheit, those tires slow down quite a bit. So I swap those out in the winter. And then I have a set of uh, gravel bike tires, Schwalbe G1 speeds. <laughs> I have Schwalbe's too. <laughs> yeah. And those. The G1 speeds I'll use when there might be a little something on the road, but it doesn't warrant getting out the heavy-duty tires. And right. then I have a set of Schwalbe G1 uh, GT365, and those are pretty heavily treaded tires, and those are for when it's really nasty outside. They're oh. a pretty slow tire, so they're not something I want to run on a regular basis, but it takes you know five minutes to swap a tire. I was just going to ask, do you have, do you have like wheels that you swap out with some of these tires yeah, on I them? I swap the tires. You just swap so, the tires. Okay. Okay. So show us how you get into this machine. Okay, everybody. The tires. Oh, so you just put it on its side? Yep. I just put it on its side and then I can just pull the tire out because it's a single sided uh, drum brake. And okay. it's nothing attaching the wheel to this outside. And so I can just pull the tire right off. Okay, but how do you get, how do you, okay, everybody, so Ben's leaning his Velmobile on the side. Yeah. And, it's tied. okay, and so you reach in and unrelease yeah, the quick the release? I lever down here, and I just pull the tire right off. Oh. Yeah, I don't even have to pull the wheel out of the bike. Oh, well, that's yeah. kind of convenient it's very convenient i would rather change a tire on a velomobile than on any other of the bikes that i own jesus i ho i hope those tires go on nicely like like unlike some bike tires on bike rims yeah i don't put schwalbe uh, uh marathon green guards on here no those are too much of a pain to mount yeah well i would imagine if you're the wheel's still on the bike yeah. but it's much easier <laughs> It's much easier than it looks. I guess. Oh. The rear has a single-sided swing arm, so I can just pull the tire off one side. Oh. It's just that is... minutes. There's no messing around with quick releases or anything like that. It's just pull the tire off, put the other tire on, pump it up, you're done. 
So what about a flat? Same thing. I don't you just... even have to take the tire off. I just slide the inner tube out and uh, fix the tube, put a new tube in. Yeah. yeah. It's super simple. Ah, because there's some things you just don't think about. When I'm, like, I'm looking at that, I'm like, so can you physically like take the shell off if you ever want to? Well, no. Oh, so it's built like right onto the yeah, bike. It's, it's what's called a monocoque. It's how it's just how cars are built now as well. Right. Um, the the components are all built into the shell, so the shell is the frame. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's how we keep it down to fifty four pounds. I guess so. Okay. I have another one in the garage that's forty nine pounds. Wow. For a okay. It's very light. Jesus, and it's oh, and it's it. You don't get pushed around by the wind. Mm -mm. I was working with probably forty-five mile an hour wind gusts yesterday. <gasps> no problem. You do, and and you could still keep up your speed because oh, you're yeah. all. It, actually, that was one of my faster commutes. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and you had a tailwind. Yeah, especially with the tailwind. <laughs> Actually, it was mostly a crosswind most of the way. But yeah, no, it's no problem. So we're just kind of looking at his Bellmobile. And I noticed I was asking Ben, he's got a camera mounted on top. Oh, yeah. So can you pull like the whole machine closer so we can see? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so the, it's like the cockpit. <laughs> yeah. So... This oh my god, you even have like a, a visor on it. Yeah, actually, that, that's, a, that's a motorcycle visor. It is. Yeah. I have not seen one like that because I imagine, you know, like, because if you're going into the wind, it would catch a fair amount of wind, like in. No. Not like that, though. No. My cruising <laughs> speed is 25 to 30 miles an hour on the flat. Oh, wow. If I'm catching the wind, then I don't want to know how much faster I'd be able to go. <laughs> do you have a Strava account? I can just watch you. I do have a Strava account. Okay, everybody, we should be watching Ben on Strava. What's what's your Strava account, Ben? Oh boy, let me uh, look it up. <laughs> everybody, okay. So if you haven't tuned in, or if you just tuned in now, make sure you're on on our YouTube channel to check this out. Okay, I know everybody's getting gaga about like gravel bikes and stuff, but I think this is really cool. I've taken these on gravel. I don't necessarily <laughs> recommend it, but they can do gravel. I did a. I did but you a can do rail trail stuff. Yeah, I do rail trail too, but I don't really like rail trails because then I have to slow down and pass people all the time. Yeah, they can be busy. They can be, and sometimes you know people are walking their dogs or their kids. Yeah trail and i don't want to scare anybody when i approach it 25 miles an hour that's over the speed limit for a rail trail i think no, kidding. <laughs> i think in the u.s we're pretty liberal about our rail yeah trail. i know <laughs> i know well no not real i don't think it's 20 here but uh for part like uh pathways it's over the it speed is limit in for trails in germany i know that yeah there are so speed limits there so how do you find it in traffic? Don't keep keep looking for your Strava. I want to yeah, I want to follow you. Know okay. Um, for traffic, because you're much lower profile mm -hmm. to cars. I mean, yeah. even more so than being on a bike. Um, so how do you find? How do you find um, like automobiles like? motorists responding to seeing you have you been like accidentally cut off i've been hit twice uh but in both of those <laughs> cases it wouldn't have mattered what i was riding i would have gotten hit anyway right this wrong place at the wrong time uh one person that turned right and just didn't look to their left to see what was coming right Another occasion was a guy that blew through a stop sign at 30 miles an hour. Ooh. And I looked the wrong direction at the wrong time. And when I looked to the left, boom, there's a car on top of me. <gasps> in both of those cases, uh, I'm very glad I was in a Velomobile and not on a bike. 
because the second one very well could have been deadly. Right. It was coming from the side. Uh huh. I would have bare minimum broken some stuff and the Velomobile, the bike was totaled, but I walked away from it. Oh my God. So, so the shell was able to save. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. In fact, I promised my parents after that, that I won't <laughs> ride a bike in traffic ever again. A bike, but I'll take my Velomobile. Velomobiles. Uh, other than that, <clears throat> I don't have a problem with with driving in traffic my daily commute takes me down some like so do you just roads you just pretend like you are a, a car yeah i take the lane and you know most of the time when people see a velomobile because it's such an uncommon thing they slow down and they're watching you they're taking photos of you so their focus is on you i see you got your qr code else on the road but it's <laughs> yeah. really good for me <laughs> It's I noticed like, it's a little bit like being followed by the paparazzi. It's like <laughs> instantaneous fame. I, I look at it as free advertising for Velomobile World and for my business. Yeah. I would get a little bit annoyed after a while about being, you know, tailed by people all the time. <laughs> that's why you but, put the QR code in there. They take a picture. Actually, that's exactly why it's there. In fact, that's why on the side it says pure pedal power. And down at the bottom is the Velomobile World website. Yeah. So how do you get in there? Okay. Sorry, everybody. I'm trying to. I'm. I would try and um, verbally explain this if you're just listening. So, oh well, that was just easy. Yep. And then. Uh, okay. There... So so picture this. It's like I can't. I think it's a. Sh uh, a Corvette. Is it a Corvette that op the the hood opens from the window open up? It's there's a car. Is it a, a Ferrari? Maybe it's a Ferrari. I think it might be. Well, the Ferrari doesn't it open on the sides up? No, the doors do. But the the so it looks like you open up the front um, hood from the window to the front of the car so that's yeah. basically what he did just lifted up the whole back end and it flipped up and and he's going to jump inside yep so you just one leg over the side other leg over the side oh down. that looks like really comfortable ben incredibly comfortable okay everybody you've got to see this just a second you just stay there i'm just going to take a picture oh yeah but, but yeah, that looks really comfortable. You look super. All right, hold on here. Big cheese. That's all my. All right. Wow. Okay. So now, how long were you in the uh, ambassador program before you decided to open up a shop? Like, was it just the amount of uh, interest you were getting that? Uh, yeah. prompted you to do that so it it was an it was an interesting and unexpected development what happened was uh when this model came out and the ambassador program started there wasn't a lot of info about it mm -hmm. and what info there was was mm -hmm. on the german velomobile forum oh i happened to speak functional german oh, and uh, so I started reading the forum, and when I would come across information, I would post that on the on the Bent Rider US forum. And oh. so it kind of got that everybody's like, well, if we need info, we'll just ask Ben. He probably knows. Right. And so I became kind of the, the info source for things. And um, I also uh, did a lot of legwork with finding information about the import process because we really hadn't done much import to the U.S. and there really wasn't anybody that had good resources about how to do that process. And so between that and all the reading in the German forum, I just sort of became the default go-to resource for stuff. And as I started working more with Jan from Velomobile World, we found that we had a really good working relationship mm -hmm. and it just kind of built over time that between that and having a YouTube channel, I just sort of became the default resource. 
Yeah, because I noticed that there are, when I was doing my research, that there are different communities of Velomobile riders, like across the United States. And uh, and that's how I came across Yan. But I guess what he does is he imports them on an individual basis. Like if somebody purchased one, it goes straight to their place. So there's no real hub for, uh, yes. I guess, having like a shop where you could actually go and physically sit and, and you know, buy your Velomobile and like customize it and all we, this stuff. We had a shop for a brief period of time, mm -hmm. um, but that shop is not really doing Velomobile business anymore. Oh, okay. It never really took off for them. Right. So were they close to you or are you no, new? That was no, down okay. in Texas. Oh. So mm. other end of the U.S. Yeah. I don't know. I can't see Texas being a big... It's Velomobile. really not. It's, it's kind of an odd place to open a Velomobile. <laughs> there, yeah, there's certain things about At Texas. here and... in the Minneapolis, Velomobiles make a lot of sense from a weather perspective. Yeah. They have a little bit more ecologically minded group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Is that where the majority of the groups are that ride together? No, there's only... Four maybe Velomobiles in the state of Minnesota right now. Oh, so where are the majority of them? Are they down the East Coast? There's, uh, there are a fair number on the East Coast. There's quite a few in Florida. And by oh. quite a few, I mean like maybe 10. Okay. That's a lot for Velomobiles in the U.S. Really? Otherwise, there's, there's a handful or so in Texas. Um... There are some in California, Oregon. Okay. There's a pretty robust group, surprisingly, in Wisconsin, of all places. Oh, They're actually that's cool. a very active group. There's uh, a group of three of them in Eau Claire that are really active in promoting uh, Velomobiles, and we do some work together. In fact, we have an upcoming <laughs> container shipment of 12 Velomobiles planned to come to Minneapolis in April. It'll be oh. a large container shipment. And with part of that program, the guys from Wisconsin are going to come over. Jan from Velomobile World will hopefully come over. And we'll be able to help everybody set up their bikes here so that they don't have to try to mess around with it on their own. It's, it can be kind of daunting, like, how do I get to things in a Velomobile? Right the seeds how do i get the chain the right size how do i drive the thing oh you mean it doesn't come in looking like that like a full kit yeah it, it's all well it's just making sure that you have the exact perfect seating position because the oh, okay can be easily adjusted to a lot of spots right oh wow so that's exciting so they're all purchased and they're arriving in april just yep. in time. We have a we have a couple of spots left yet in the container. But oh, okay. We're, we're getting we're getting down to the last couple spots now. Okay, so how it's, much? It's free shipping. Oh, oh well. Very attractive. Yeah, I guess if you got like a large number coming in together, you just sort of yeah. split it. So okay, so Ben, um, how much would one of these cost on average? What's an average price? Average price with fully spec'd out is probably around ninety-three to ninety-five hundred dollars. Hey, that's like the average price of a bike. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and, it's not the average you're price. You're essentially you're getting a high-end race bike mm -hmm. that you can ride all year round because it's full carbon fiber, just like a high-end bike like a Trek Madone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's all know. hand built. So it and it's custom spec. So right. you're getting a custom super high end race bike. So it's a custom bike. build for you, for the person who's it's just like a car. You're like, okay, I the, want a sunroof. The, uh, I want the, the, the components are the custom part. The shell itself right. is there's a stock mold that we work off of. Okay. But as oh, far as what size drum brakes you choose, your gearing, um, 
the lighting is custom. Um, what about the mirrors? Those are nice. There are different options for mirrors. We don't look at the bottom part of that mirror, but we'll look at the top part. <laughs> I know. I thought it was nice. <laughs> well, there's there's a little problem underneath my mirror that I haven't patched. Oh, yet. I can't see that from here. Okay, that's good. It got it got blown over in the wind. I was I, just... was I wasn't in it. Just to clarify, I wasn't in it. It got blown over when it was parked at work. I parked it in a bad spot. Oh. Well, I was wondering, because you tipped it over. Is there a mirror on the other side? There's got to be. Yep. Yep, yeah, so I was just like, you've got to be super careful about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's uh, three or four different mirror options. There's the mirror cones, which are quite aerodynamic. In fact, I tested it, and I found that it really did not make any difference in the wattage, whether the mirrors were mounted or not. Okay. So or I like did I did it on a closed course. Oh. There were no cars, no cars, no cars. Right. It's very safe. Um, there's also these little kind of rectangular mirrors that Zepho makes. I like the view of those because it's a nice wide view. Mm -hmm. And then you can get these mirrors without the cones, but that's that's not so aerodynamic. No. And then there's these um, 3D printed ones that are really super aero looking, like super modern. That are yeah. made from by Velomobile SH that we now offer from the factory as well. Huh. Cool. So let's talk about the camera you have mounted up there, because that to me would be a great safety feature just in case. Uh so and... it's are you talking about the white pod or are you talking about up on top of it? I'm not sure. I guess both of them are two different things there. Uh, Is that a light also... and a camera? Oh, we're going to get a close look. Okay, everybody. Let's see here. There oh. We go. Whoa. Okay, so that's part of the frame. So what is uh, that? Is that a light? Actually, it's actually bolted on. Yeah. So it's removable. And what is that? So that is what's called a hot spot. What it does is it puts the lights up higher so it's closer to the eyes of a driver okay yeah and it helps a lot with visibility i've noticed a big difference um mine i ordered as a separate part because i can do my own wiring mm -hmm. and i had some specific lights i wanted to put in it but i noticed a big difference between uh driver behavior uh when i didn't have it mounted versus after i mounted it i had a couple oh. close calls early on because they're just these little tiny lights on the side right oh so yeah minus current signals but for running lights you really want more than that for sure uh, so i have in the back three leds that are quite bright red uh -huh. LEDs, and then i have a front headlight um, that i can run in either a solid or a flashing mode and then up on top i have a motorcycle camera system that i use for incident recording Hmm. That's cool. That's really good. Wow. All right. Now, before, um, I don't know if you want to stay sitting outside. You look pretty comfy out there. It is actually very nice outside today. <laughs> when you're in the sun, yeah. Can you give us a quick peek as what it looks like inside? Sure. <laughs> I don't know if any, I don't know if there are any of these in Canada. Uh, yes. In fact, we have an ambassador in north of me, someplace, whatever Canadian state that is. And then there's another in Nova Scotia. Okay, Nova Scotia, is it Ontario or Quebec or Manitoba? I think the one guy is in Manitoba. If you okay. Go to uh, www.velomobileworld.com/ambassadors. It shows the full list of where everybody's located. Oh yeah, I go find everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no stalking, please. Oh, <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So here we got. Oh, right. So, Perfect. That's where the garment goes. Yeah. So this is the uh, this is the tiller. This is okay. what steers it. Okay. Oh, tilt it down a little bit. All right, there. Oh, okay. And like the you steering wheel. It, yep, you twist it left and right to steer. Right. 
And then uh, let's see. Mm. Holy. Oh, there we go. Okay. Feet go up it, in the front. Yeah. With the carbon fiber. You could yes. even put a little little heater up there. For what? For your feet. <laughs> but no? my feet don't get cold. Oh, they don't? Oh. No, why would they get cold? It's enclosed. I know, but it comes up through the bottom. No, the footholds are, are, are closed. Oh, no way. Let me yeah, see. Wait. It's this, like a... if, you're, if you're looking at this, this is the uh, air intake, and that can actually be closed. Oh. Okay, so it like you can't put your feet down on the ground. No, there's there's no contact to the ground. Oh, so it's a full shell like underneath as well. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Look at that, guys. It, it's like a car. It totally is like a car, except there's no motor. Right. So I, I want was... to emphasize that part. There is no motor. There would yeah. be no purpose to put one. Right. So that's uh, so these aren't going to be turned into some like e-bike anytime well, soon. Uh, we have the option to install electric assist. Yeah. If you live in a really hilly area, that would make sense. Mm -hmm. But for instance, up there in Canada, you have a 20 mile an hour limit on e-assist. Yeah. The cruising speed is above that. So oh, no, I know. You're just hauling around extra weight. But if you live someplace really hilly or if you're in a city where there's a lot of stop and go, then electric assist makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Wow. The, okay. The uh, see if I can show the. Oh yeah. There's the seat. It's comfy. Yes. So I was picturing that it was like a shell all the way down, but not completely enclosed underneath. No, we don't do that kind. Oh. Our drivetrain is completely enclosed inside the velomobile. The reason for that is we don't want any uh, dirt and grime getting into the drivetrain. That way it's much less maintenance. Yeah. It stays well, then, very clean. Then you I'll would stay that. very clean too. Yes, and warm. And warm. The warm part. I'll see if I can show the drivetrain. Yeah, because, uh, okay, so there's two different types or two different types. two uh, different companies that to create shells there, there are there are several companies um the hmm. only really other major one is katanga which is in czech republic oh, okay but here is where the chain runs it runs underneath the seat oh hold on uh keep move oh right there like those cables yeah these two tubes oh, okay oh they run in the tubes yeah oh wow and then there's a rear idler here uh-huh. And All then right, there's guys. another up in the front, and that keeps the chain down underneath you. Otherwise, it chews through your butt. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be good. No, All right. it's not the best. And then over here on the <laughs> side, is there's a ton of storage space. Oh, wow. Okay, so this is. have you ever gone on a little bike tour? Oh, yeah. Like bike trip? Yep. I've done uh, two with a Velomobile. Oh, I where'd you one in Minnesota, uh, summer before last, and then I did another this past summer in uh, Germany for two weeks. Oh wow! Foothills of the Alps. What the foothills of the Alps? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Hi, right, that beautiful. is super cool. So, do you have a community of group, like a group where you are that, uh, or you there's, guys ride together? Or? There's a guy just a little bit north of me that uh, <laughs> was the first person I sold a velomobile to, Tom. He's also an ambassador. Uh, we've ridden together a couple times. There's also a guy across the river from me in St. Paul that I've ridden with a couple times. Uh, besides that, there's not... Not much for velomobile riders yet in Minnesota. How about women? No women in Minnesota yet. But ladies, I, I do have I do have a couple of clients that are women that bought velomobiles. One of them recently from Texas. Um, her husband came up to do a test ride, 
And I said to her, hey, you know, you want to try sitting in it? And so she hopped in. She's like, oh, this is nice. And I said, yeah, you look pretty good in that Velomobile. She's like, yeah, I really like this. And so they ended up buying matching his and hers Velomobiles, which is oh. awesome. Oh, my God. He is, he is so psyched because he's ridden Velomobile for a while. Uh -huh. But now his wife is, is going to be able to ride with him, and they have plans to do all kind of touring and stuff, which is so awesome. Yeah, because you can, like, ride in comfort and bring your stuff. Yep. And about planning how they can go grocery shopping together and running errands together with their Velmobiles. Oh, that's it's cool. Awesome. It was, it was kind of cute. One of oh my, my favorite, one of my favorite sets of clients, and I know I know of several couples like that that both own a Velomobile and they do touring together. You know, they're retired and they're like, yeah, this allows us to, you know, keep up with each other. We can haul our stuff really easy. We don't have to mess with panniers and stuff. We just yeah, back of the Velomobile and we're off on our tour. Yeah, exactly. And then you like you have to think about the rain. Yeah, and the wind there's another, and the cold. There's another hood that comes with it that goes to about here. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a half hood. A half so hood, yeah. Of the cockpit is open. And then there's a foam cover that you can slip in. And if you are riding in the rain, you can just pull the cover out. You can store it back by the rear wheel, pull it out, pop it in. You have nice rain protection. Oh, so instead of having a fully enclosed cockpit like yours, you can yeah. have it because I have seen the ones that are open. Yeah. Like they're more yeah. open. And so and you have like a little rain cover that goes over. Yep. Wow. I am completely intrigued. This I has can, been I can hook you up with one. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to come down in April and help you guys uh Should. check it out. Where are you where are you having it delivered? It'll be delivered here to Bloomington. Is that along the water coast? Like the, like they're they're coming. They're being. It'll, it'll be shipped into whatever port and then ground transfer from there. Oh, I see. Okay. We we let we let our shipping company take care of that stuff. All I know is I take care of the import details, and uh, make sure everybody's import payments get sent through, and then it just shows up <laughs> at my house. That's what import brokers are for. Yes. Well, maybe, maybe I'll, uh, if I have some time, yeah, I have to, yeah, I have to check out where you are, like how far, because that would be so cool. That would be awesome. That would be a very interesting podcast episode. Oh, yeah. Have, like, not is that like a YouTube video? Yeah, we'll have about, I would say about 10 experienced Velonauts here that are going to come in and help. Did us you with. say Velonauts? Velonauts. Not. Like <laughs> yeah. I know it's a terrible term. I usually use Velomobile riders, but it takes longer to say. We'll, we'll have about 10 experienced Velomobile riders here that will help with the setup process. And then there'll be another like 10 or 12 new Velomobiles mm -hmm. that'll be set up. A couple of them are coming from for me. So there's probably about 10 new ones in the shipment. And so we'll have a huge group here that you can interview. Wow. Like mm. a captive audience. Yes. Dream. We can we can arrange to make sure one of those bikes is for you. No, really. I, got a couple, I got a couple spots left. <laughs> no, <I'm> good. <laughs> Actually, I need a new gravel bike, but well, I don't know like if that's gonna. These on gravel. Canadian <laughs> gravel's pretty civilized. Yeah, not the gravel that I've been racing on. Oh, this okay. would not survive. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty robust. Oh no, not not this type of gravel. The bottom would be taken out pretty much. Like oh, it's it's okay. not it's like big chunky gravel, and that's like there's a variety. So, but um, yeah, well, we'll talk about that after. Um, so, share with us your location. I am just off of Highway 494 and your mean your uh, shop. That's where is my that, shop is. It is okay. So it's about 15 minutes from Minneapolis airport. It's a nice, quick Uber ride. Okay. And so, so if anybody was interested, they could go and ch go to your shop and check out in your showroom. Do you have a showroom? I have my garage. Oh, 
Oh, is that your shop? That is my shop. Yes. <laughs> I no, thought you were talking about a location. Like, I mean, no, like no, a no. shop. It's, like, it's uh, it's by appointment only. This is a this is a side job for me. My primary job is trying to convince uh, middle school through high school kids that they really do want to practice their trumpet. Oh, well, so is that your job? Like you're you're like a, a musician, not a musician, yeah. but like a school. Yeah. I, yep, I teach private music lessons. That's my primary job, and Bellamobiles is is, is my your side job. Your second, your side hustle, yep. a fun side hustle, a very well, fun side hustle. But I would imagine trumpet is very like in the states. Their their bands, like their marching bands, like their high school bands, are very like uh, prominent. I would say like uh, they probably don't even exist in Canada for the most part. I don't know. I haven't on a on a maybe very Canada. low scale, but but in the states, it's a big thing. Yep, yep. And then the area where I live, there's <laughs> there's some really high quality band programs here in the area, so it's a it's a fairly lucrative business. Oh well, that is super cool. That's how you get all your velomobiles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do hope to influence the youth of today to be environmentally conscious and drive velomobiles in the future well it's a great option that's for sure yeah so that's awesome all right so they where can we besides finding you okay you have a youtube channel mm -hmm. okay so you can go there and it's m n velo guy yeah. I, i'll put the link in the show notes so that's where you can find ben on his YouTube channel, you can see more of the Velomobiles. If you're so inclined to buy one and get it on that shipment for April. Um, and then it's the website. So it's northlandvelo.com. Mm -hmm. And you can also go on um, what Facebook pages can people join there to is learn a more? very large Velomobile forum on Facebook that's quite active. That would be the best place to join. There's also a North Which American was it called? Velomobile. Oh, it's just Velomobile. Okay. And then there's North American Velomobile. There's that group. And there's a couple other smaller ones. But the, the main Velomobile group is the one that's the most active. Wow. Excellent. All right. Well, this has been exceptional. Thank you so much for moving your computer outside instead of staying inside showing off your velomobile it's yeah. like super exciting i love this um interior detail videos on my youtube channel of this velomobile cool all right well i'm gonna go check it out for sure so i want to thank everybody for joining us today and learning more and like i said and ben said if you have questions you can always get in touch with him go check out the details like these things are super cool if you love cycling but you love more the comfort and being dry and warm and, and going fast <laughs> and going fast this is this is uh this might be something for you so thank you so much ben i've really appreciated and uh yeah we'll talk after about uh april and uh thank you everybody for joining and don't forget to follow the podcast on instagram and youtube oh an amber alert no what this is a test of quebec okay yep <laughs> hey sorry about that no problem um hold on just a second oh like where is that coming oh oh my god i was like there's another well i purchased another phone and that went off too so i paused this Anyway, so I was just like, where is that coming from? So, sorry about that, everybody. Real life stuff here. Um, and yeah, so we'll be seeing you guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube. And thanks so much, everybody. Have an amazing day. All right, friends. There you have it. Ben Parker from Minnesota. And, uh, oh, yeah, Minnesota. And, um if you caught this on YouTube, 
wasn't that super cool? Like, I don't know if you've know about velomobiles, but I think it's just one of those types of bikes that more people should know about. And just thinking about the type of people who are looking at something like this as a way to comfortably get around over being on an upright bike exposed to the elements and as you saw he's got everything decked out so it's super safe and um and you know and it's just cool it's like an enclosed capture so you don't have to worry about ever getting wet and you can go out riding in any type of weather see i was worried about the winter when he said he you know he was going out in the winter but you know it makes sense when you can pop on heavier uh tires bigger tires for with bigger treads then you can go out and uh and ride it any uh type of weather so you don't have to have like a fat bike to go up <laughs> in the winter and you don't have to freeze to death so check this out go to northland velo like ben was saying if this is super intriguing um they are per putting together an order to come across from Romania customized bikes to be here by April. Go check it out and uh, go, go have a ride. Go see him. All right. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing day. And don't forget to follow us on Shilso. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.